Hey everyone, we are live in my bedroom. We're with a very funny guy, also a very successful voiceover artist, my good friend Sean Lynch. Sean, say hi to the audience in hey, any everybody. voice you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know you have a lot of Good to be here. <laughs> good to be here. <laughs> I do voiceover myself. People ask me all the time, hey, how do you get started in voiceover? Sean, how did you get started in voiceover? Um, I kind of tripped into it. Um, in the in the early '90s, I was doing a lot of stand up in the village. I was I was going to NYU. I was uh, I was actually going to NYU to be a writer. I was studying there to be like a playwright. And somewhere in the midst of that, I just started doing stand up and uh, doing shows there. And then about a week before I graduated from NYU, uh, I got invited to do this I guess industry showcase and. Uh, went up and, and you know that my stand-up is you know as you know my, my stand-up is pretty laden with characters and voices and stuff like that and uh this cat from william morris and this other cat from paradigm happened to be in the audience and they were like hey you know are you interested in doing voiceovers <laughs> and my immediate reaction was like well does it pay <laughs> does it, is it a job <laughs> so um so pretty much uh within about a week or two of that i'd uh, i'd started going out and doing uh voiceovers and uh you know stuff you know mostly commercials and stuff and then eventually moved on to doing video games and um other multimedia uh platforms and uh trying to think the other stuff yeah i mean like new media radio all that stuff i mean i i did do a you know about 10 15 year stint doing on camera stuff but voiceovers always became the bread and butter sure you know yeah, so that's that's it. <laughs> and uh, you had a show that came out uh, before a lot of people had been on the internet. Yeah, including me. Yep. Imagine <laughs> if that show yeah. came out now. Tell us about. Well, here's 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 a, here's a good thing. Was uh, that show is actually coming back? Back in the back in the late '90s, uh, I worked on a show called Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. Now I had worked as uh, a production assistant for many years at MTV. Um, from I'm I'm gonna say like. 94 95 to about 97 and uh uh eric fogel and uh, eric bergman and a bunch of buddies of mine put together this uh little thing for the super bowl called marilyn manson versus hansen and mm -hmm. you know, we did a little voice work on that and we'd always been making these little um short animated films together you know we had a we had a sketch show at caroline's back in the day called cheap shots and we would do these little animated things and do voices for that and whatnot and and you know lo and behold out of the 20 or 30 little shorts we had made celebrity deathmatch eventually became like our hit and uh, eventually turned into a show that we did for the next you know three to five years um and it was fun man it was it was it was a great time and it certainly helped um it certainly helped extend my voice work uh, after years of doing that into doing video games, like with a burgeoning company called Rockstar, which would which would go on to do uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto and Manhunt and God knows how many other uh, things like that. So yeah, it all kind of grew out of that. I guess it, I guess it kind of grew out of stand up and then eventually the animation and then the you know, the other stuff. Sure, the stand up just helps you. Uh... Just be rapid fire. Yeah, pull them out of your back pocket. Absolutely, as quick as they come at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's funny because I know you 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 know you come from uh, more of an improv background, but it was it was it, it's sort of the same thing. It's like this 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 thing where you build this arsenal of voices and do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you, you just mm -hmm. you suddenly have this you you like you you have this cachet 
of voices that you can use, you know, to... I like either. to call them weapons myself. Yeah, to weaponize. <laughs> That's how you win the job. Weaponize. Just take out the competition. It's true, man. That's how you gotta do it. It's you true. Gotta slay, baby. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because now uh, I find it is more... You know, I, it used to be, you know, 15, 20 years ago, 23, Jesus, years ago when I started, you know, you, you just sort of struggling hopefully you'd come up with the right voice or whatnot but now it's come to an to a to a point now especially you know not now out in hollywood if i have an audition for say something like a video game or a cartoon or stuff like that i can actually look at the you know because usually at these auditions they they will have out in the waiting room they'll have um artist renderings of the characters or mock-ups of what the characters are going to look like and i can take a look uh you know <laughs> Like, uh, like for instance, like how I got the Walking Dead sure, uh, gig. Sure. It, they they had this character up on the wall. I took a look at the I took a look at the poster and I said, "Okay, this is a little bit of Michael Rooker with a little bit of Arliss Howard," and I know what parts of my throat and chest to hit to do Michael Rooker or what to do how to do Arliss Howard. So if I bring it together and go for the read, it produces a sound that that's probably what I think the artist was going sure. for. Out of that mechanism, that uh, contraption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's weird how you it develop is, yeah. that because it seems like magic when you're younger and then you realize, oh, okay, no, this is just a, this is just that, you know, this is just the opening like, up your chest. Like medieval and... siege engines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Hurl it. It's, it's true. <laughs> you you got to go for it. <laughs> Good time, so. It used to be like people our age would come up to me after a show and be like, oh man, I'm such a fan of Celebrity Deathmatch, blah, blah, And then it got, got to be like younger folks going like, oh, my parents, uh, used to, or they'd be like, when I was a little kid, I used to watch a show. And now it's it's 100%. If people come over, they're like, yo, dude, I got to, can I take a picture with you? Fucking, I love Max, man. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you do the DJ from Grand Theft Auto. Like, just, it's, and it's, it's a new fan base. It's weird. Uh, I want to bring Brian in the mic because he, yeah. he knows the game, The Walking Dead. Sure. I grew up with fucking Celebrity Deathmatch, so that shit was like a staple of my childhood. Nice. So I love that. And also, yeah, well, Walking Dead from, from Telltale, like, you know, rest in peace, because those guys are great. Yeah. Um, Good dudes. I think the series as a whole is like for, you know, like, it's more than just a point and click. It's just a generally, like, a great fucking storytelling. Yeah. I'm a video game nerd, and I'm Me like, too. after you want a break from the whole shoot them, shoot them in the call of uh, ditties or that, that yeah, 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 yeah. How many of them out there, you know, how many times like, the world's going to fucking go to war or some mm-hmm. shit like that? So this was just like more immersive. So it's like, so bravo to you on that. And oh, thanks, man. Well, I mean, I, the, you know, the, the, the level, the, the commitment to the writing on that series really blew me away. I mean, because it, it's funny. There were so many different versions of that because we worked on that for a year and a half. And there were so many different times where we would record uh, various scenes or various you know choices and whatnot. Yes. And then three months later, they call me back in the studio. They're like, now nah, we're not going to kill him. We're going to do this. We're going to try something else here. And they were constantly trying to get the story perfect. And I'd never seen that after years of working with like, you know, these little like rock star, not to say little, but the, the these more like you know drive and shoot games. I'd never seen like this. These were like playwright commitment to the writing on the quality. It's, of these it was games. like soap opera type. It know, was, even, if not better. I actually tell these people no offense. I kind of prefer these Here, over the here's shows. A crazy thing. I know, unpopular opinion. You know, I but. have, I have, I've played all of the Walking Dead games, and I, I will admit, there's been at least one or two where I've gotten choked up playing, oh, being like. Because also like the 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 talent that they're able to wrangle 
on those voice like like uh Truly amazing yeah man it's it's such a shame that uh well you know it's a shame that that company's in the sh- in the shape that they're in but i know that all the guys that are involved got snatched up pretty quickly for other good companies like they're still they're still eating that like they're gonna. Oh, that's good. Well, that's all we want to know, folks. Uh, no, we're still eating. Yeah. That, what was that name of that game? Uh, that Walking Dead game? Oh, it was. Uh, it was uh, Telltale Games. Uh, the Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, it's just the Walking Dead series. Of, yeah. Like, it's, it's just very straightforward. Walking Dead on season one, season two. Uh, season three, I believe, goes by the New Frontier. Yep. Uh, I suppose so, guys. Check it out, and also check out that I believe they did release season four. Yeah. Yeah, the final uh, chapter. They, yeah, so, you know, if you don't think video games can make you cry, this one will. <laughs> if you have a heart, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's shocking how good the right, you know, because, well, Skybound, Kirkman and those guys, they do work with the co- with uh, the company that does the video games. So there is some supervision on their end that the story, you know, it's the same thing with, like, the Star Wars franchise. You know, Lucas is going to chime in on a, on a, on a karmic book. Like, they just want to make sure that the canon is is fine and that the... But they, they do that. Like, as a business, Kirkman makes sure that, the, you know, the comic book, the TV show, the video game, that everything runs smoothly. Everything goes through him, which is kind of cool. Well, like, he treats it like a, a child, like it's his legacy, you know? Yeah, and, and now he's shutting it all down. Wow. They just published the last issue of The Walking Dead, July third. That's wild. Which is, uh, to me, it's insane because it's sixteen years he's built this empire, and now, kind of like Chappelle in like two thousand five, they, they had like, no idea how to end it. They had no plans there. Well, here's the funny thing: like, I got a chance to actually talk with Robert. Cry. I got a chance to go down. Remember, I went down to I went down to Atlanta to do a little. Uh, I guess you could call it Easter egg work. Um, with uh, in uh, in season eight and. Uh, Evidently, in the beginning, when he was trying to pitch this uh, um, to Image Comics, um, just so he'd have a hook, because they were like, oh, nobody wants to see a living dead comic book. He originally said, like, eventually they're going to find out that UFOs and aliens created the... Uh... He, was lying. he was bullshitting. He just wanted to sell... The... He just wanted to get in there. And so eventually he just kept pushing back that aliens thing. He's like, oh, we just we got him on the hook because luckily within about 10 issues it became so popular they're like do whatever you want Robbie. you know what you're doing <laughs> but i just love the fact that he hustled them at first to get the yeah so when did you first realize you were funny uh well probably when i the nuns were kicking the shit out of me in grammar school <laughs> yeah. that's when i started doing impressions that's imagery, people that stories that's that was literally as a little kid, I used to I used to do impressions of the nuns in Catholic school. Did you go to Catholic school too? Did not go to Catholic school. My father was too lazy to take us. Wow! I always I always assume with the last name Murphy that you went to Catholic school. That was uh, yeah, well, he saved us. You know, he did. He protected he did. us. Uh, spoiler alert: there were pedophiles in the Protestant <laughs> church too. I know, right? Dodging those parents buggers. could have been arrested for endangering the welfare of a child. <laughs> so crazy, man. I Don't mean, especially because me you guys, you grew up in Massachusetts too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're from nearby towns. Yeah, right. You, you were from Salem. I'm from Melrose. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like a it's it's basically a subway right away. I mean, yeah, incredible. 
That's uh yeah, it's funny, man. That's so that's what started was just doing impressions of the nuns uh, and other kids in school. It was my only way of kind of defending myself because I was like, you know, like short little chubby kid getting the crap kicked out of me. And then luckily, if I could do some impressions of the teachers or other students, yeah. you know, you, you, it it would buy me time. Well, you don't you don't become a hero without getting the shit kicked out of you. Once I think <laughs> I think it's good for you know like a, a lot of my sisters and a lot of other friends of mine try a little too hard now to protect their kids yeah. and i'm like you know what sometimes they got to skin their knees they got to fall down they got to get sure. their ass kicked sure. once in a while when they when they feel how bad that is to fail they'll never do it again <laughs> how'd that feel terrible i terrible. completely Don't agree if you want to okay. teach me that the stove's hot sometimes they got to touch that fucker i learned know? everything the hard way that's the only reason i can teach anyone now <laughs> <laughs> trauma beaten yeah i love when people say like how did how do, you, how do I get started in voiceover? Well, it's like, well, I can tell you how I got started in voiceover, but that isn't necessarily the best thing for you. 20 like, dudes. It's your are, business, yeah. dude. It's the same thing with stand-up. 20 dudes are going to tell you You're 20 different stories. you Like, what's going yeah. on here? I mean, it, it's... I would never recommend somebody to get into to voiceover or acting the way that I did because <laughs> it makes no sense, and uh, it probably would only have worked 25 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, now there's there's a system in place and I'm sure there's a very elaborate way of maneuvering through that system. Um, it, it just wasn't that way 23 years ago. You know what I mean? Like voiceover back, back, I remember back when I started, this, this is like 96. When I started, there were like five guys that did all the voiceovers in New York city and they made all the money. Those guys were like millionaires, like uh, Fred Malament, the guy who's always in, uh, um, He's constantly in those uh, Coen Brothers films. He's got that voice. He's got he's got sort of a big beard, and he's slightly balding. He always wears glasses, and he's always sort of like, he's always like the sort of the creepy, pleasant professor. But he did every commercial like that, or um, sure. or that cat who did the voice of Optimus Prime. Mm. Like I remember, or, or J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons before Spider Man and Oz and all that crap. That dude was printing money in voiceovers. When he finally booked Oz as like the 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 raping Nazi guy, I was shocked because I was always like, "Oh, that's Dad, dude." I just call him Dad, dude, because he would always have his two little kids, and he was always like, "Oh, hey, good to good to see you there, Lynchy. How are you? Uh, would you mind watching my kid for a second? I gotta go and do this, you know, potato chip commercial." Yeah. And when somebody was like, "Yeah, he just booked a, a role playing a Nazi on this HBO prison show," I was like, "I cannot picture that dude." And then I watched that series, and I was like, "Oh." Yeah, I guess that's what acting is. <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not 90210. Yeah, like I was just shocked. Nothing wrong with that show, but that's not. It's funny how much the business has expanded over the past like three decades, because it really was like a little niche, and it's just grown. I mean, I think maybe in addition to the the, the media itself growing, but it, you know, I mean now. Uh, Especially in LA, and you know, I'm st- still occasionally in New York. Uh, you know, you, you go in for a voiceover audition, you see like 20, 30 dudes lining up for like a beer commercial audition or stuff like that. It was not like that in like <laughs> mid 90s, man. It was like you'd go in, there'd be like three or four dudes for, um, you know, because I gotta, I mean, I was, I was, I was thinking about that the other day. I was, uh, I forget when I, I was doing an interview for something, but I was talking about that because I, you know, since. 96 i think i've done something like it's got to be like 200 210 
voiceovers for like radio, television, blah, blah, blah. You don't think about that in the moment, but then it's like it adds up over 26, 24 years, hmm. you know? And it's so funny when I think back on like the different circumstances and the different, um, the different medias and the different, uh, the different ways some of these things, you know, came together. You know, now, yeah, people, you know, people can just free submit through the internet or people can submit through, you know, be, uh, uh, teachers or, uh, um, you know, I, I don't know how, you know, other people get through, you know, uh, the things they do other than an agent. But, but there are a lot of other, I mean, YouTube, there are dudes, there, there are dudes now that I know that put a video of them doing something funny on vine or youtube oh, sure. they get an agent through youtube they get a <laughs> development deal i want to talk to you want to talk a crazy story man about five years ago i was doing this good show on um, on uh on uh, the food network called giving you the business it was like a prank show on the food network it only lasted one season it sure wasn't shakespeare but it was a paycheck and basically the premise of the show was um, the owner of these restaurants in New York would hire the show to uh, to come in and the general manager of the restaurant and the producer and the host of the show would sit in the back and they would put hidden cameras all over the restaurant. And me and a bunch of other improv actors would come in and fuck with the staff, either as new hires that were drunk or crazy or uh, unruly customers or whatnot. And, uh, you know, it, it was a fun show. It, you know, it lasted... It lasted a season, but the guys who the guys who did that show went on to do like Impractical Jokers and uh, a Cash Cab and like a bunch of a bunch of really good stuff. But I remember one day we're on the set and these two kids from Massachusetts, um, I think they were from like Hyannis or something like that. They were you know new to New York. They'd only been living in the city for a year, but they were both physical comedians. They were they were improv comics, but they were like Charlie Chaplin level physical comedians. They could do amazing stuff. And so they got hired on the show for one episode to plow through an outdoor cafe riding, um, what do you call those scooters, those upright scooters? Um, Radio? <laughs> no, they're, they're like you control them with your feet oh. and they have a battery in them and uh, they're really popular in Williamsburg and, and mm -hmm. the, the, I, don't know what they're the called. I uh, hover, hover something, hover something, hover anyway. So they, uh, they have the two of those, and they, you know, they, they, they act like they don't know what they're doing, and they very comically plow through the restaurant, like, "Oh, sorry, we just bought these," and um, and they were great. They were White super. People, am I right? They, I know. <laughs> they were super funny, man. So we're sitting there at lunch. I'm sitting with the producer, that PJ Morrison, who was like the producer and director. I think you've, you've actually met him a few times at some shows. He's he's sitting there at lunch, and these two kids, 19, 20 years old, they're sitting with us, and they're like, "Hey, um, mind if we show you guys some of our YouTube videos? We made these funny little YouTube videos," and uh, and we're like, "Yeah, you know, I mean, well, yeah, sure, we'll take a look at them." So we're looking at these videos they made. It was called. Uh, it's still on YouTube. You can check it out. It's called Dog People and Cat People, and the channel is called Fat Awesome. Um, so we do. So we look at the video. And I'm watching the video going, these kids are pretty funny. You know, they just did a sketch of like dog versus cat people. And the guy who owned the dog act like a dog. And the guy who acted like a cat acted like a cat. And it was, it was funny, funny three minute internet video. And then while we're watching it, I'm watching his eyes click over and see that they have 2 million hits on that video. And two weeks later, he rolled those kids into MTV and got them a development deal for their own pilot hmm. off a video on YouTube. <laughs> like, I gotta tell you, as like a you know a guy in his late thirties watching that happen, I was like, 
So that's how they do it now. Wow. You just show a guy a video on your phone. Next thing you know, you got to show him. I was telling him earlier, it's show business. Show me something. If you got the package already, if you got the demo in your back pocket, that's how you get the demo. And now you you can carry around your entire life in your phone. You don't even have to carry it anywhere. The the age (laughs) just comes down from the cloud. (laughs) The age of the we are in the golden age of the elevator pitch. It's the age of like if you can't figure it out now, well, you have all the tools. I mean, yeah, you know, we really don't have any excuses left. No, the cost isn't an issue. You know, well, it's it, it, it's art, you know. If you throw yourself into it and you come into the art, it you know, it becomes something. <laughs> the door to the gods may be locked, but there's a thousand aqueducts into that chamber <laughs> through yeah, the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah, uh, stick to your vision, like your 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 yeah. celebrity death match. That was your thing. That was your strength. You played your strength. You played what yeah what, uh, what turned you on. Well, what's funny is how that grew into a bunch of other stuff because I would have thought once that once that show got canceled I was kind of like well that was a nice run I guess now I'm going to sell vinyl siding or, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, there's like, nothing you know nothing wrong with doing commercials you know like yeah. it's nothing wrong with selling pharmaceuticals I mean Jay-Z sold drugs to get started mm. you know Easy e sold drugs to get started there's no reason I can't do it mm. I live in Brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That is you a live goal. in LA. Let's do that this. Is, that is a, the, the pharmaceutical industry is a that's a yeah. The only mine. people with money, they have all your money. Oh yeah, yeah. They sure do, man. They uh, so yeah. So that's it, it. Was after after doing that uh, the celebrity deathmatch thing. That's what that's when I first started doing video games. I uh, oh, wow. I got tapped by uh, by a company called Rockstar to do uh, to do. Uh, it was like 2003 uh, or 2001 or somewhere post 9-11. That's all I remember. Um, Why did you say it like that? <laughs> I don't know because I feel like it's like a horrible he's thing so to say. He's so triggered but, right now. How dare but you? It was Brian, like, he's sorry. I remember getting called in to do uh, to do this thing called Grand Theft Auto 3. And I couldn't figure out by Never the heard script. Of it. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't figure out from the script what the hell it was. I'm like, what do you mean? You drive around in your car and listen to ads on a radio? This DJ just babbles like what he kills oh. prostitutes. What the? This is a video, and this is like this is like this is like 29, 28, 29 year old me being like this video game makes no sense. Evidently, you j- listen to a radio, you drive around in a car and murder prostitutes. That's the game, and I I thought it was you know it sounded kind of weird, and then I went in for the um to audition for uh, for one of the voices on the thing, and just ended up doing like a really. What I thought was a subpar Casey Kasem impression, <laughs> just doing this is Liberty City Radio, blah 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 blah, and then that turned into another job that lasted for, you know, and uh, and and sure enough, when the video game came out, I mean, remember that it just mm-hmm. when that video game broke because of all the mm-hmm. controversy mm-hmm. and all the you know Tipper Gore's. Oh. Uh, Oh my god! We owe we owed her a bottle of champagne. She was the best thing that ever happened to that yeah, video game. For the free I know. And then You're I played dumb. it, and I was like, "Oh, oh, I get it." And then uh, in 2003, they made another one that I did some voice for called Manhunt, and that one, I remember. Manhunt. Have you ever played Manhunt? Yes. Man, Manhunt, Manhunt is rough. <laughs> and. I mean, it is it just became, murder, 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 murder. Became murder, a gungan murder. just now. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you got like four strikes going on. <laughs> that one was like that one. I tried to give that. I tried to give my nephew. Voice of the God, Sarlacc monster. It was no, but you know what the you know what the thing I that, that I always get all the time is uh, my laugh. Uh, comics tell me I sound like. Uh, 
salacious crumb. Oh, that little that little thing that sat I, on Java's. That's why I f's with you, Sean. I need you to do that in my stuff. We're doing puppets next. Just so you know, we're coming for you, Hollywood. We're doing it all. <laughs> you already do puppets. It's oh, already yeah. on the YouTube. Actually, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. You then did that's Star Wars one. puppets. That's another China. one that shocked me was that the puppets. You know, a couple of years ago, me and a couple of my my, my old people. buddies from. Uh, from uh, some of my old celebrity deathmatch buddies, we made this pilot of uh, well, I wouldn't call it a pilot. We made a couple of shorts using Muppets and a green screen, and I thought, my God, this thing is just going to be the biggest hit. And then everybody, every network I showed it to, was like, "That's eh, that's all right." <laughs> hey, what else you got? I know. I was like, I spent Come twelve back in all six months. Ah, this is my blood. But I. But I yeah. Next. Uh, I know, yeah. And then some other kid comes in and, like, juggles iPhones. And they're like, that's our star. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's barely looking up from his lunch. Oh, that's him. That's the guy. Oh, that, isn't, that the isn't that the worst? I I'll tell you, man. Could you eat still, more quietly? That still, <laughs> that still fucking breaks my heart. You go in for an audition. for It's like a feature. You're like, holy shit, this could be my big break. And you have to do that scene. And you're like, Dad, what do you mean you got cancer? And they're like, oh. What's right. good is they put extra mayonnaise. <laughs> well, now that I got kids, or I can eat all the mayonnaise I want. But it's one of those things where, like, I can't. Like, it, it won't even be the casting director. It'll be some fucking assistant, and they'll be eating like you know, like a, a bucket of coleslaw while I'm trying to do some dramatic. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the slurping, really? It's no. yeah. I, I get it. It's in season, but take it. <laughs> well, it's like I know. I know you only got like four hours to cast this friggin' you know movie of the week, but. Please. Does that have jalapeno People... dust on it? Can I have one of those? And why are there raisins? Just in if that I do a good slot. job, can I yeah, get a reward? Dude. No, no, you got to book the job, and then you. Jared, have you ever have you ever had that experience? Till then, get out. When they're they're just they're eating in front of you, it's yes. like what? I got their feet up. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you just, can you at least stop chewing while oh, I that's, cry? That's Billy. He's in the back. He's just staring at you, like leading listlessly on the toe. Yeah. Or like you're in the middle. You're He's midway, had a long night. You're midway the through day. the scene, you're like, I can't believe mom got hooked by this truck. They're like, I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you. I know you're crying right now and your shirt's off and you're having a moment. I'm gonna stop you right now. Can you do it in a Turkish accent? <laughs> This thing hey, takes place like in with a turkey sandwich yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> this thing takes place in Boston in the fifth. I know, I know, I know, I know. We just want to see. Can you, can you it's do it? a yes or a no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I like... don't think this kid's got it. And that little voice in your head is like, do I tell the guy to fuck himself? Do I do? You know? Do I make a statement for the underdogs everywhere? That, no, that just get be, out. Just get out. That used to be my. Uh, that used to be. Thank uh, you for your next. That used to be my favorite. Uh, my favorite. Pr I, I don't know what you call it—a prank or a leveler or whatever. When I, uh, when I first used to do go in for uh, for auditions for like voiceovers and television and crap, and every once in a while I would go in for an audition. And, you know, these are always the ones where it was, like, high stakes. And there'd be, like, you know, 30, 40 other guys my sure. age sitting around waiting to go in. So whenever I'd go in for the audition, no matter how the audition went, I would either walk out crying and just run straight for the exit just to see what kind of, an, like, a reaction I would get. Or I would take the script and I'd throw it against the wall where the sign-up sheet was. And I'd be like, four years of Julia Police! Police! <laughs> and then they call you, you got, you got the part. <laughs> 
You're the only one who did anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one else even figured out it was comedy. We, we wanted to cast a drunk asshole, and kiddo, you delivered. <laughs> I could smell the scotch on takes. your breath when you got off the elevator. Yeah, I did a spit take. Everyone now knows I drink on the job. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm saying is, can you be my ride home? Uh, uh, sure Sha- thing, Sean Lynch, uh, Sean Lynch, Adam Murphy, let's talk substance abuse. <laughs> oh, where to begin? <laughs> 16. Uh, that's only because I said no to peer pressure for a very long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I said no until I started at 16. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so, it's so ingrained in the, in the culture of what we do. I mean, that's the yeah, thing, it's man. It's it's, like you're not drinking? What's wrong with you? I, it, it is. And it's also, you get so few really decent perks in the comedy industry. And for some reason, they just love to give you free booze. You know, like a free oh, yeah. booze, yeah, a free yeah. meal. That's, because that's you know, a, that costs them nothing. That's where yeah, they get all their money. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line. And it is so easy to just you just get sucked in. And also, I mean, it's the same thing when you're when you're when you're when you're doing when you're recording a voiceover, or you're doing a commercial. They got all that food and just laid out for you. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Why not? I deserve it. Glug 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 glug. Yeah, I earned this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I earned this hangover. Oh, what, you punished uh, yourself for what? Yeah, I know we man. still do it though. Yeah. Well, I get. I'm I'm terrified right now because I'm about to head out to do uh, do a couple of weeks in Scotland. That's amazing, and uh, I'm so, excited about that. Yeah, I man. got a bunch of friends doing that this year, man. It's making it's inspiring me to want to do it. Why you know, not, it's, man? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, but... I never thought I'd be at the place where I've had an, I'd have enough material cooking. You know, like that. This could be something. This is this is my story. Oh, yeah, you know. Man. And it's it's incredible. Doing it in the background all the time. Just but that was that was the one thing that people kept editing, warning editing, me. Editing. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the one of the things that everybody kept warning me about, like almost immediately after people would say, "Oh, you got Edinburgh, congratulations!" They'd be like, "Dude, just pace yourself." Yeah. Because evidently, it's just you know, it's it's what it's like three to five hundred comedians <sighs> and actors in it in in the middle of scotland in the middle of august together for a month don't have your own like, personal fire festival <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right where's my tent it uh, blew away my god <laughs> damn it where's, i hate where's stopping. your pants <laughs> <laughs> for the love of god it's, man <laughs> you gotta kill dagenborough <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know. Uh, sure. Uh, you, no need to return it, sir. <laughs> You've already soiled just it. Just go I, home. I just, I just handed we have it to you. Problems of our own. How did you soil that kilt from across the room? Talent. Nice yeah. aim. <laughs> Should have aimed higher in life. <laughs> no shit, man. I well, I got it's good yeah, fun. It's uh, yeah. Looking looking forward to that. That ought to be uh, that ought to be a good time. I uh, yeah. I it, it, the funny thing is, this is my first time ever doing uh. A festival ever i've never wow. done never done montreal san francisco never done i guess i've done like the new york comedy festival but it's inspiration like... guys we're giving it to you <laughs> from my bedroom aim high young people <laughs> you too don't can turn get... out like your father <laughs> you too can can track syphilis and cirrhosis in the <laughs> islands yeah it's uh thankfully my parents didn't drink <laughs> 
Oh, uh, really? I, no, they didn't drink. Uh, my father has a. My father's the kind of person who has red wine with ice in it. We don't like that. Oh, so he's the kind God. of guy who microwaves his coffee. You know, <laughs> he fills the coffee all the way to the I'm top. So, then he puts the cream in, and then he carefully I'm tries so to sit shocked. down and still bumps the table every time. <laughs> <laughs> he's that. You can't sit across from this man. That is crazy. when he talks. He's. I he's just the, the fact that you grew up in Mass, that you're a Murphy. I automatically assumed we just had identical upbringings. Like with yeah. the with the wow. Like is is the is your whole like is your is most of the Murphy family like not that way or do you have like like I don't uh, know it's cousins a... or uncles with like backwards? Well, look at the time. Huh? <laughs> 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 it's comedy, not therapy. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's good. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to live. Lead with love. You know. Really, you gotta. You really. Uh, I'm. I'm at that age where I realize. Wow, everything works if you just love it a little more. Try. Yeah. Fight for it a little bit more. Care a little more. And also go let, let go. Show up early. Leave late. You know what I mean. Not yeah. be in a hurry to get to the next thing. Like be in the moment because we don't get. That yeah. Money. My father had open heart surgery this year. I mean, it's oh, like really. It's. Who knows when, you know? Yeah. Every day, every conversation could be the last. It's just the reality. Well, I think, we I mean, that, I mean, I think we could that, all go at any time for crying out loud. Those are, those are really, I mean, they're, those are wise words, man. I mean, I think, I think that, I think that's incredibly important. I also think, you know, a big thing about this, especially, you know, you start getting a, a decade or two deep into this business, like it, it the, like the ability to let shit go. Oh my god! The ability oh to let god. that so audition go, let that booking yourself. go. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. It's it's so true, man. Because there's still, I mean, there's still even big guys that I work with once in a while that still can't let go of that. Like Eric Stoltz still has trouble letting go of Back to the Future. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know it's really it makes people uncomfortable when you sit there and you and you keep fucking yourself. If you could just stop it's making yeah. kids, kids kids look away. No, no, no. Look at it. Look at it. Look at him. Don't do what he's doing. Well, it's, I think the thing that, that one of the things that makes, you know, the business we're in as difficult as as it is is I think a lot of people tend to subscribe to this weird sort of zero sum theory. Where other people's success hurts their feelings. Like, I never, you know oh what I mean? Like, God. some comic oh gets NBC yes, gig yes, and all yes, the other yes. comics are like, oh, you know why I got that right? Because <laughs> he's half Cherokee. You know what I'm like? <laughs> or maybe he did a good job. I'm trying to, like, make this into a joke from home. Yeah. I see these two women on the subway, and one's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm doing this, like, charitable thing. Uh-huh. And the other one's like, you're so nice. <laughs> I'm like, she's <laughs> mad that she's nicer than her. It's like, what the hell is that? Do you know, see what man. you're doing? I know. You're doing that to yourself, you know. You're doing right? that to yourself. You're no creating, one's no one's putting that on you're you. You're grinding you're your own choosing teeth to wear that, that <laughs> ugly. I know. Um, just get, <laughs> unburden yourself. Get free, especially if you're an artist. Be a freaking artist. Create yeah. stuff. Yeah. You have no excuse not to put pen to paper. And quit looking over your shoulder. Record stuff on like, your phone. Nobody's keeping score. Maybe we'll all maybe the universe will implode and it'll all be the thing that anybody ever finds. Who knows? Amen. If it's not out there in the world, it's never going to be anywhere. Oh, yeah. I just got a text from my parole officer. He said, oh, that's keep, cool. keep, keep up the good work. Is he on his way? He's next, guy. <laughs> He's my ride to Broadway. <laughs> uh, no, no. We, that was Brian Naris earlier. Uh, I do 
I do respect improv, so I like to retrieve my beats. You know, Absolutely. that was our, our, our sound guy who yeah. been indispensable to this project so far. Right um, and now he's uh, he's learning voiceover, so I wanted to give him a chance to speak. And he's an actual fan. Like, no, we, there's no bullshit. Hey, in, there's sir. no bullshit in this room. <laughs> uh, you had your time. Okay, now. <laughs> Play him off, Big Mick energy. So, but the podcast. And now Cecil and his dancing bear. Now this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're dressed as like a ringmaster. You have a twirly mustache. And that's all he's saying. Now this idiot. <laughs> now my cousin. <laughs> and now ten minutes of your life you will never get back. <laughs> so that this is a good. This is the, it brings me into like when do you have to dance like a monkey? Like the, the name of this podcast is like between two jobs. Mm-hmm. Even when you're most employed, you're still worried about your next job. Your next. That's all. Losing the job, losing it. There's no. There's no loyalty, really, at the end of the no. day. You Many get times the next job will cost you your friends you the next just job. as hard as your enemies. You know, what do you do to, to keep going? Like, uh, what, what's the, the, the silliest thing you've ever had to do? The silliest <laughs> to, thing? To, the worst to job? To pay rent. Oh, I got... <laughs> if I got, it's legal. Huh? I, got, I got the granddaddy for you. Okay, this is... I'm going to say 2000... have to be about 2003, because that was like the lowest of the low. So... Um, there we go, guys. I obviously keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. I obviously, because I'm a flipping idiot, um, held on to n- almost none of the money that I made from uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Just goes up in smoke. That it, yeah, just poof. And then I made an independent film about 9/11. Poof, broke, gone. Yeah. And so 2003 rolls around. Uh, I've got no job. I've been living off my savings now for almost a year. And finally, like I was down to like in another month or two, I'm not going to be able to make rent. You know, I, and I thought, okay, I gotta, I gotta try and find a job. So I went to a temp agency, and this temp agency lady's like, okay, uh, let's see, you're a crappy typist. You have no real road job experience. Your only job experience since college has been doing voices of cartoons and stand up comedy. <laughs> like, you're doing it. And I thought, oh, well, okay, well, sorry, lady. I was just trying to not be homeless. Bye. She calls me like she calls me three weeks later, and she's like, "Okay, I got a job for you. It's not great, but it pays <laughs> twenty go. bucks an hour." Blah blah. And That's all I'm picturing good. me is just me in the middle of like a bukkake <laughs> circle in like the middle of like the men's room at the quivering. Don't Google pickle. that, kids. You know, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a lemon party. What's that? No, but so so it ends up at you know, gee, Mister. But just think lemon in your head. I know. Just think warm thoughts. But so. So what ends up happening is I get down to I don't even know if the store exists anymore. It's called J and R Music World. Oh, it's called. It was kind of like the old B and H. Block is naked. Okay, so I go down to J and R Music World, and evidently they're having some kind of a big like Memorial Day celebration or some sort of big sale. And so I'm like, okay, well maybe they want me to do some sales down there. I mean I'm a good bullshitter. I'll go down there. Maybe I'll be a pitch man. Blah blah. So I get down there. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm Sean. The agency sent me. Blah blah. Oh, they're like, oh, great. So they take me into the back room and they hand me. Now bear in mind, this is 2003, late May. It's uh, whenever Memorial Day is, like, and and uh, it's sweltering downtown. And they hand me a giant costume where it's like gray tights, a gray spandex outfit, and a giant laptop computer head. And they're like, we need you to stand outside in this costume and dance around and just be funny, be silly. She said you're a comedian, so just find a way to be funny and silly. And uh, there's this other girl who's like, and this other girl, of course, and her outfit is like a red, white, and blue like bathing suit. So she's just hot. So the two of us stand outside while this girl's like waving in a red, white, and blue bathing suit, and I'm 
roasting in this spandex suit with the computer thing on my head for 20 bucks an hour. Where the, where the story gets interesting is somewhere <laughs> around the three or four hour mark, I fucking broke, dude. I broke. Oh, no. And this girl sees me and like, and now I'm starting to almost pass out. So now I got the giant computer head thing. And by the way, it's a laptop that it's like a, it's like a, it's like an iBook that's open and there's a giant smiley face on the screen. So people walking by like, hey, Mr. Computer. I'm like, ah. <laughs> and finally at one point, this 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 chick with like the thick most thick Jersey accent I've ever heard. Like she, she probably went to scores after the, the you know the the, the the our job was up. But she made the mistake of coming over to me and being like, are you doing okay? Are you all right? Now I still have this thing on my head and I'm still wearing the costume and there's hundreds of people going by. I'm like, no, I'm not. There's some kids across the street that are watching this thing, oh and they are God. delighted because they're watching some weird street theater where the laptop has a nervous breakdown. And of course, because I'm hungover and I'm already just a f- hot mess by then, it bleeds into complaining about this gig to where did my career go? And I'm like, why did my girlfriend break up with me six months ago? <laughs> and during this entire time, I never take the computer screen off of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the manager comes it's out. Max like, Headroom. <laughs> <laughs> as like bait <laughs> and he's like sean do you want to come inside do you want to come inside i'm like what's the point i might as well just walk onto the j train and let it roll me over i just want to fucking die dude. interestingly enough sean declined water for this interview <laughs> <laughs> got in the way of my scotch so it <laughs> out of my way water <laughs> <laughs> So, so we, so we, it sounded like Mr. Potter for a second from that. But, uh, so, so yeah, I, I end up going back down to the basement of Jay and I, I take off my uh, hat, have a really good cry. The guy gives me a bottle of water. And what's good. great is like, what, he gives me my bottle of water. I'm crying. I finish my, and after a while he goes, uh, all right, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, man. I just, I gotta think about my life, man. What the fuck happened? And he goes, okay, okay. I understand, man. We all have those days. And I'm thinking like, a nice guy and then he goes um by the way you kind of started crying and stuff about four hours in so we can only pay you for the first <laughs> he hands me my 80 dollars and i proceed to take the train back to beautiful green point yeah uh, so yeah full circle. <laughs> <laughs> horrible horrible circle <laughs> i know i wish i wish i could have said to myself don't worry it gets better you know in 16 years you'll be laughing about this with adam murphy <laughs> You know, with like, a beer in your hand. With a beer in my hand. <laughs> what, did you, uh, what did you say that beer was? What did you describe it as? Uh, oh, the Archie Bunker, the uh, Miller High Life, the king of beers. Oh, no, uh, the dorm special. Bartles and James, you know, oh, man. F- freshman Did you ever bait. get bullied as a kid? 
Yeah, absolutely. Kid. Yeah, I used to get beaten with a Zima bottle back in. <laughs> See, I knew it. 1989. I know your life. I do my homework. I don't. I don't have any notes. <laughs> I'm also yeah. drinking. Yeah. yeah All right. Uh, we should wrap this up. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been so much fun. And Sean, I hope next time you're in the neighborhood, or if I'm ever out your way. Yeah, we're, uh, we're booked on a big show together. Uh, yeah, because you know the future is ours, guys. Yeah, dude. The future is yours. Anytime Go out, you find live yourself your in Hollywood, man, come on. Leave them with one, uh, one little piece of, uh, one little button. You know. Uh, yes. Remember, everyone, the light at the end of the tunnel may, in fact, be you. Ah, you are your own reflection. Mm-hmm. Be who you want to sing. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. <laughs>